everyone. Welcome to the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by the entire crew. Reinhardt von Krieger, what's happening? What's up? Not much. Dogbot, hello. Howdy, y'all. And down in the dungeon, taking notes, Grognak. What's up? Hey, fellas. Hey. What's up? Not much. What's going on, guys? It's uh, not a whole lot, man. It's uh, been an interesting week of news. It has. It has. It has. It actually has. And uh, it's August now. Is it Thursday? No, it's Tuesday. Is, is it April? Dude, it's no, weird. it's August. What? It's August. When did it get August? It's fucking August. Good lord. So is is time acceleration just going to be a mainstay on this show? Time acceleration. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. It's just one of those things that we it's it's endemic now. It's not like a, it's like it's like COVID. It's become an endemic. It's no longer a pandemic. Well, monkeypox now too. Well, yes, monkeypox now too. Um did the entire state of California declare a state of emergency or was it just San Francisco and LA? Which I mean is pretty much the entire state of California. But. I think it was yeah, I think it was just those two cities and then the and, state of Illinois and the state of New York. Whoa, 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 whoa. When did Illinois join in? Really? Like two days ago. Oh man. So Chirac's got the pox. Chirac's got the pox. Oh man. Who knew? Who knew? You know what I found you know what I heard? You know what I really heard? Is uh in the state of Georgia, this monkey pox is quite racist. Do you guys know this? In the state of Georgia, 80% of all cases of monkeypox are black. Is it doing all the things? It's doing all the things. It's oh, hitting, no. It's hitting the black communities. It's hitting the gay communities. It's hitting the black gay communities. It's hitting the gay black I communities. Is I it, is until, it, like, Tariq Dashid comes out and he's got bumps on his face. Oosh. Well, then it'll be the jogger virus. Right. Well, I mean... Joggerpox. It's our... Fellas. Could it get any worse than monkeypox? Yeah, that's true. Well, right. it's porch monkeypox. I mean, we come on. Oh, no. I, 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 come on. Within the first two minutes, Reinhardt. <laughs> <laughs> the family-friendly first hour that we don't do. Okay, come on. It's not like we're on Apple Podcasts or anything. No. If we are, it's a total accident. I totally did not mean that at all, Mr. Steve Jobs. We are, we are, we are not trying to be on your website even a little bit. Like and yeah, if we if we show up on any podcast website, please let us know so we can have a heart attack and take it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like that one day I was in the gym and I about dropped a forty pound weight. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what? what? We're on what? How did we get on Apple? We are on Google Podcasts. We no, no. We're, gonna <laughs> we're get... like texting each other to group text. Like we're gonna get this banned. I'm at Home Depot. Like no. Oh, Lord. You're not the only one screaming no when you walk into Home Depot this in the lumber true. department. This is true. Yeah, there's like nothing in there. And well, you, you, now everything's back to, um, I think everything is almost back to mid-COVID inflationary prices. Whew. Yeah. That's a bullet there. Well, I mean, it's a good thing I built my chicken coop when, you know, when, when lumber was low. Right. When lumber was low. What do you mean? Lumber was for a minute. It's I not. don't remember when lumber was low. At Shalom Depot. It was before uh, Shalom Depot. Uh, before it was before <laughs> COVID. It was before COVID. Was yeah, that was, a, was that at blows? I don't know. It could have been at. It could have been at. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have one for lumber liquidators that isn't dirty. 
<laughs> um, well, uh, no, you know what? I'm not going to go there. Uh, even before COVID, it was pretty crazy when I was doing renovation. But yeah. by today's standards, that's low. Tumber liquidators. That's not. That's not. That's not nice. We're, we're doing the family friendly ish. First. I ha- yeah, minutes. I have one. I just didn't say it. Family friendliest first twenty minutes or so. All right, twenty seconds. All right. Um, yeah. So build a birdhouse. Apparently, it's expensive. Now you might as well just build an addition onto your house. You know, might as well just have a tiny house, dude. I'm considering it. We're um, we're doing the we're doing the thing where we'll have all the generations of living. Uh, family members in under one roof. We're moving my mom in with us. And uh, are you, you going to do like the ever expanding Chinese house complex where they would just keep building, like adding to the square and rectangle? No, we're not going to add. No, our house is brick. You know how hard it is to do an addition onto a brick house? It's a pain in the ass. You have to go up, and I don't want to go up. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, build my mom a tiny house. She wants a tiny house, so. She's not a very Are you going to do it on person. a trailer or stationary? Uh, probably on something mobile. But okay. it, yeah, it'll be, um, you know, not like we're ever going to get rid of her. She's my mom and all. But, uh, you know, if we ever have to move it. But we're doing the whole um, either composting or incinerating toilet, um, uh, solar, you know, so we don't have to actually hook up power. Dang, your mom's going to have a better house than me. Well, I mean, it's it's going to be like the size of a hotel room, but yeah. But she doesn't need she doesn't want anything bigger than that. She doesn't need anything bigger than that. It's just her and her tiny, tiny little. I don't even know what it is. It's dog, but I'm gonna have to send you pictures of this thing. It definitely is in the micro cryptids uh, uh, genre. I guess you could her call animal, it. her personal animal, her, her personal animal. Yeah, her familiar. Yeah. It's do not call you know- my mother's dog a familiar. Yeah, because that implies something else. Yeah. Okay. What a jerk. Yeah, right? Really? I would never. Has he even met your mom? No, I would never insult his mother like that. Just call my mom a witch right off the bat. Jeez, dude. I know. That's so weird. Yeah. But also, man, I'm so proud of you that you're actually doing the deal. You got like the three generations represented honorably in your your household. Oh, thank you. Soon, you know. You know, like, there are a lot of people that. You know, talk about you know the way things, uh, you know the way things used to work, you know, and you know how dare how dare people throw their parents in you know one of these awful homes where they're going to get beat to death by some you know Somalian piece of crap, you know. Yep. You're not doing it. You're no, doing the deal. I, I refuse. And that's pretty to, cool. I refuse mostly because I'm cheap and I don't want to pay for some Somalian to beat my mom up. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Did you have any idea how many years of like beatings and spankings I endured living with that person? No, I love my mom. I'm just kidding. She raised me to be. She raised me to be the uh, the person that I am today. And my dad. I mean, clearly I she didn't spank you enough, dude. Are you kidding? If the statute of limitations wasn't seven years, I could probably still put her in prison. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, she's probably I, I mean, mom. Come on. I mean, come she's on. not the Italian side. Oh no, right. she's not the Italian side. Right, but we we all know you deserved it. Every single one. <laughs> more more or less, not all of them. All right, so uh, uh, order of, first order of business this week is um, I need to buy myself a new travel mic. I am doing duct tape and the um, and the cord holding this thing together. So I think that's uh, 
an order of business needs to be taken care of this week. Anyway, I've unplugged myself like three times in this last two minutes. It's not and just by sitting still. It's not not cool. Um, uh, I'll get you some of, recommendations this week. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna do like a headset for the road because like setting up a mic stand and stuff's too much of a pain in the ass. Anyways, um, we did we get a donation, you guys, and I hate it's it's from Blaine. So. Blaine donated. Thanks, Blaine. Love you, Blaine. Thank you, Blaine. Yes, still do. Still love you, buddy. But uh, you're you're very dangerous. Right. I mean, <laughs> I hope your bail bondsman got his money. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how like, to say that any other the way. We appreciate but we would we would you know we'd love rather you, you take care of the things you got to take care of. He's he's good like that. He's good like that. Yes. Thank you, Blaine. He's um, got people. He, yeah. His his people have people. So or something. Or something. Anyhow. Oh boy. Yeah. Those are those are order of business this week. Um, uh, donations. We do have we do have uh, ways you can donate. Just email me, and I will let you know. You can donate right here on Pilled, as a matter of fact. Um, and as I'm sure people have already, I can't get the chat to work. But anyhow, everybody with us. We're we're here live on Pilled. We're here live on D Live. We're here live on. On Odyssey. Crazy how nature be like that. Um, it's amazing. Apparently yeah. it makes us desperate being on multiple platforms with the click of one button. Is it? We're Really? We're desperate because of that? It doesn't make it. Yeah, I don't know. I saw something like three or four days ago. Somebody saying that we were desperate streaming all over the internet. Oh my god, we must be so desperate. We're oh just, you know, we get together and we talk about fun stuff that we think is cool. Oh my god, it must be so hard to be it's, us. It, it's terrible, Just, and what we're doing, it's um, it's pathetic and and grifty and whatnot. Oh I guess. wow, really? Yeah, uh, I'm really feeling really feeling all those grift dollars, guys. I don't even have a copy of my own shirt. Right <laughs> yet, yet. <laughs> that is not my fault, dude. I'm look. Uh, I'm still well, waiting for a copy of the book that I submitted a short story. Oh yeah, what's for. up with that? You know what? It might still it might be in the thing. I'm 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 going home this weekend. I will make sure that everything that was in the PO box uh, gets sent to where it needs to go. Um, I mean, it might not have made it out of Canada. Who knows? <laughs> well, you never know, <laughs> dude. With the that's fertilizer, that's what I get for submitting a short story for a Canadian book. You know, I mean, about, about the Canadian dictator himself. You did going down on a Wendigo. All right. So now nobody needs to read your story. No, totally read it though. I think you just save them a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, mean not a lot of time. They're, they're looking not forward a whole to lot. the creepy pasta where Reinhardt reads it. Nope. You got a better shot of me reading it, honestly. But yeah, if Johnny wants to do it, hey, hey that's his prerogative. But yeah, yeah, he's gonna be the one putting the music and everything behind it too. So yeah, I will find the appropriate. Lord, all right. No, no, I don't want to. I got I got to arrange some kind of bet that is sneakily guaranteed for Reinhardt to lose. So the consequence is he has to read the story. And there's just we got to figure out a, a no lose bet, though. I know, but like one that looks like he might be able to win it, but there was really no chance. Right. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> well, I mean, you would need the luck, actually. Like the like. If you yeah, I know, but that, good good you know. luck finding a uh, challenge that I can't win. 
Dude, leave it to two, you know, Gen Xers like me and Johnny, and older we will brother. come up with something. Two older brother Gen Xers. Yeah. Oh my god! Right, we're both. Older there's a brothers. challenge. There's a challenge that both of you would. There's no way you you guys could win. He's go an entire show without making any Gen X reference or saying the word Gen X. Okay. Well, it's too late for this episode. Yeah, it's, it's already too late. You can't. It is. Yeah. It is. But whatever the challenge is, that will be my bet to you guys. I've done it many times. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. All right. I mean, uh, we can we can do this. We can do these, you know, impossible challenges all day long if you want. You know, there's the, you know, mispronunciation game. There's the incorrect facts game. We do that one all the time. I like that one. It's my favorite one. Incorrect. There's facts. the uh, try not to get Rick rolled by article dates. Try game. not to get Rick rolled by yourself. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I post the article and I'm like, I don't check the date. I Rick rolled myself. Those are fun. Those are always fun. It only happens once every like three months, but when it does, man, it's a it's a whopper of an article too. Oh, dude, it, yeah, <laughs> we're it's like, always oh, like, oh my god, like, oh my god, did you see this? Ago. Did you see this? Israel actually admitted that. Oh, wait a minute, this is from two thousand. <laughs> wait, it's Babylon B. Yeah, this is from two thousand fourteen. Damn it, and it's the Onion. Yeah. Oh well, it's all good. Hey, in the chat, we got uh, Typhus Aether Negative Zero Dogbot, obviously. Yeah, love you guys. Yeah, what's up, fellas? Revelation as well. Yes. Thank y'all. And then we got, uh, real quick, run D-Live, Saxon Rockwell. Good dude. Oy Bear, Based Beard. No, Based Beard was last week, sorry. (laughs) They don't clear the chat from last week. Also good dude, though. Yes. And uh, the Odyssey chat, I don't know if anybody is there on the Odyssey chat because it hasn't moved from last week. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. These streaming sites, I don't know much about them other than Pilled seems to be the one that works the best. DLive still seems to be working fairly well. Odyssey is in and out. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. So, I don't know. Enough of that. We got news and stuff. We got all kinds of, we got all kinds of stuff this week, you guys. A lot of stuff has happened. New shit has come to light. Did you know? I don't know. Where do you where do you want to start? Um, Reinhardt, we didn't really set these up in any particular order, but um, you want to start with some science? You guys want to do some science? Yeah. All right. We're, got a lot we're of all science sitting, in space. Are we all sitting down? Is everybody sitting down for science? Everybody sitting down? All right. Cool. Um, science says that there's a solar storm from the hole in the sun will hit the Earth on Wednesday, August third. Thankfully, the storm is classified as weak, weak ass storm. Can't even cause any sort of EMPs or nothing. So why even tell us about it? If, it, if like there's absolutely nothing, if nothing's, nothing's going to happen, but there's this massive storm on the sun. Well, they've been doing this for years and dare I say decades where they say that there's a solar storm, specifically the solar storm thing. Right. It's right. like us bombing that same Al Qaeda leader every five years for the past 20 years. Oh, we got him again. We got him. Guys. Yeah, we got him again. Yay, yes, we got him. <laughs> but before, before we talk about Al-Qaeda, yeah, like, yeah. Sun. you know, one of the things about the solar storm thing in our circles is mm-hmm. if you've ever watched too much Ancient Aliens, they will bring up the solar storm that melted all the telegrams, the telegram wires. 
right and how because and, oh we talked about that well there yeah, used and, to be all those we, telegram we, wires yeah we're, and this, due, we're due for one of those again except it's going to be much much worse because we are so dependent on our communication networks but, and our electricities well it's going to be worse because yeah the effects are going to be worse the the solar storm should be about the same um what they're saying is like you know all those pictures in like san francisco or Beijing, where they show the poles with like nine gazillion uh, telegraph holder po- uh, line holder things, like those little. You know, what I'm talking about the little. That was that was great stuff. Like, imagine what the Ted K from back then was like. Right, he's got to be looking around. I'm like, oh man, uh, right, and he can he can just feel the ether pulsating around vroom, his head. Vroom, vroom, <laughs> right? vroom, vroom. He's just, he's the guy who lives on like the literal Nephilim burial ground site. Right, he's just mad all the time. But, um, man, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Those, there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of telephone poles with all these telegraph, um, I don't know what they're called, the little things that hold the wires, right? They're like little stacks of like what look like like little stacks of bells almost, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just always call them casings. Like, whatever those, those things are. I forgot what they're called. Yeah. They're, they're actually called something in the electrical world, and I'm forgetting what it's called, and I am failing at my job right now. How dare you I not know. know 100-year-old electrical terms? I, I right. don't know. Dude, you know what? Speaking of electrical terms that I don't know, um, I get, you know, how Reinhardt, you get like weird DMs. Dogbot, you get weird DMs. I get all the electrical stuff. Hey, Johnny, um, we're trying to renovate this house from the 1700s and it's got this uh old something something now can i buy a converter and do this and it, will it work if i do it with the solar and i'm like bro i have, i don't know any of this, these things that you're talking about just because i do can i get the board. leonardo da vinci model transformer for this right right do you know <laughs> of a converter do you know of any sort of converter that converts single phase 90 watt ac to like three phase 480 like no First of all, no, that doesn't exist. Second of all, if if it does, I don't know where you can get it. Stop asking me. Johnny, how do I build a Tesla coil? See, I don't know how to do that either. I'm a terrible like I'm a, I mean, dude, I'll I will I can build an entire hospital or a, a you know skyscraper, all that kind of stuff. I know all that, but I, I don't know how to do Tesla coils. I don't know how to do any of that kind of stuff. I feel bad. I should know. I should learn that. How to make Tesla coils and do the things with like the mercury and the and the water. Well, and this is our last live stream. Wait, no. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Why? He means in my Tesla coils. Yeah, don't oh, don't uh, electrocute yourself, Mister Electrician Geyer. That's all we ask. Yeah, don't <laughs> Johnny. Apparently, they're called insulators. Insulate. That's insulators. the word. Thank you, insulators. I knew that's what they were called. I couldn't think of it. Yes, in- insulators. All those telephone poles with all those rows and rows of insulators and not a single wire. Right? Nope. Right. So all that wire that was between the insulators, between the poles, at one point was had to be there. They wouldn't put the insulators there for no reason, especially as many of them as were there. Some of these poles had like 20 sets of arms or whatever, all with those, you know, with rows of insulators on them, but no wire between the insulators. Just weird. Very weird. So they say that um, who said that that a uh, an EMP or a sun a sunstorm took out all the wires? Who said that? H.G. Uh, Wells, gay lover. I don't know. No, stop. Dogbot was saying that that Dogbot. Where did you hear that that had happened? 
Well, it happened in like in the 1800s, right? No, no, I know, but who said? Where did you hear it from? Like, what's your reference? Oh, well, they talk. They bring it up on Ancient Aliens all the time because it's ah. it, you know, they uh, they th- something about if it happens again. Uh, the aliens will intervene okay. and stop us from destroying ourselves because our communication right, stuff right, is all right. down. Okay, I got what you're saying. But so in the 1800s, we had the means, even so, like we had the means to produce wire, that much wire, that length of wire to do telegraph, that many telegraph cables. It's amazing. Okay, somebody please belligerently send us an email with a video describing the ridiculous levels of production of yes. electrical wiring yes. in the 1800s. Yes, Please. absolutely. Please send me another link. Send me another link to another shitty article curated by, <laughs> by the web mistress, <laughs> by web mistresses, Molly and Caroline. Oh God. Oh my God. Yes. We're the web mistresses that curate this natural artifacts website. We're a repository of all things, uh, bootstrappy. Like, <laughs> yeah. So until then, I'm believing that it is a uh, it's it's copper wiring elves. Yeah, it's copper wiring elves, brick gnomes. You know, magic like, man, brick dwarves. Really, brick dwarves. We are really we need to write like a monster manual, a D and D monster manual for all of the for all the <laughs> the building material cryptids. Right. Well, I mean, there's several. <laughs> You'd at least do a chapter on them. That's true. Building material cryptids. Paranormies handbook. Yeah. Actually, that would be. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that down as an idea. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. The cryptids. Can't you tell we're desperate guys? Yeah, we're desperate. I know. Material. Speaking of speaking of monster manuals. Hang on. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm perusing. I'm perusing the YouTube shorts for some material. Hang on a second. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, back to monkeypox. <laughs> It's called a solar flare. Speaking of speaking of fags, um, uh, yeah, solar flare. So what the? It's a weak solar. They always say, "Oh, the solar flare is going to happen." It's big bad solar flare and the grand solar minimum, as opposed to the you know like my sunburn. I still get the same sunburn every year, like in the same place at the same time, like doing going out in the same sun. So like the sun's rays haven't really changed that much. I don't think. This minimum, like the sun is getting weaker. Do you guys believe the sun is getting weaker? I think the sun is actually, uh, it's gotten brighter and it's gotten, like like we've talked about this, it's a lot less yellow than it used to be. Oh, I think that would have something to do with the absolute insane amount of chemicals that pretty much every government on the planet, planet, wow, mm. uh, that every government in the known realm is spraying out into the air. I think it's just changing the appearance that we see. I don't think it's gotten stronger. I don't think it's gotten weaker. Um, I think oh, no. our sky has just changed. Somebody, did somebody get like run through with a pike? What was going on there? Crap, I think something escaped in Grognat's dungeon. Oh, no. He's always got those- something going on there. Is one of the green slime get out or something? No. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, hopefully they're okay. Hopefully they're say good. bless you. Yes, bless you. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, the yes, the mass coronal ejection. <laughs> There's also that. That's what she said. Red home home But uh, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get a big solar storm on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. 
So they they say that it's when the sunspots uh, basically burp, right? That we get. Well, I, th- you know, I think that's so vulgar. Oh, it's, yeah, it's it's you it's, know, the sun plus the burp. sun plus the sun is not a burning ball of gas millions of miles away either. No, you would think that the sun being a burning ball of gas millions of miles away, and it's been burning for how many ever billions of years that they say it's existed, it would have burnt out by now. Gas has right. a tendency to burn quickly. And our amazing magnetic field that protects us from uh, the, the sun's harmful uh, burps and farts. Yeah, the, it only the sun, burps. Do not. Suns, suns don't fart. Okay. Well, the sun braps. The sun braps in space. <laughs> wow. Braps solar in brap. space. <laughs> a weak solar brap coming August 3rd. Solar Brap event. That's the name of the episode. Write that down. I mean, like, that's a decent start. So, did you guys know that astronomers have actually known that this happens since 1775? What? Since the height of the American Revolution? Since the sun... sun And the Enlightenment. Well, I mean, that was part of the Enlightenment. They learned the sun farted. It's enlightening. 1775. Yes. So, I don't know. It sounds really gay. They've been studying the sun and its um, cycles, its solar activity, and whatever uh, since 1775. That's interesting that they literally say nothing about it. They just say that. Astronomers have known since 1775 that solar activity rises and falls in cycles. Blah, blah, blah. Then it's like, skip ahead, skip ahead. 2025. What? Right. Again, it's like your typical, it, it's your, you know, it's just a, a, it's a typical like wiki style thing here. They don't really tell you much. Um, these solar particles smash into the earth, right? The scientists think the largest solar event storm ever witnessed during contemporary history was the 1859 Carrington event, which released roughly the same energy as 10 billion one megaton atomic bombs. Oh, oh, wait. Okay, so now maybe we're talking about there's our here's our uh, the 1859 Carrington event was that that's what it is that's the reset yes. there's your reset yes yeah oh well that's the telegraph line burner okay. right but what if that was the plasma reset that right. changed everything right that's the plasma reset that um, Jay Dreamers is always talking about yeah yeah man he's he's basically just done that for the past like six months he's serious man. Yeah, he is. No, he is. He he stumbled upon it. I've got to go through. I've not gone through his playlist. Yeah, because they're like three or four hours long each. Yeah, I mean, he, he a lot of it's talking to the, his chats. A lot of it is talking to his. <laughs> chats. Yeah, yeah, I got into the one where he was doing the L and the elves, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I like his shorter videos. Yeah, that one put me to sleep. You mean the it. ones where he edits out all the stuff about the chats? Yes. That, well, it's where we where he didn't have super chats. Yeah, when he didn't have super chats, and he would just like do his videos. But the the L video, man, that would, would put me to sleep, and I was driving, so that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, when I used to have to drive to Seattle to the airport, it was like four hours both ways, dude. And listen to all those videos that some of them would put me to sleep. Honestly, the best that last the job that I had at the um was where I drove an hour and a half each way. Man, that was like the best prep job. Just listen, I know you can get so much done listening to podcasts and like putting on YouTube videos and you know like the- God, honey I'm leaving don't you have to be there in like four hours yeah yeah, 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 yeah. don't worry about it yep I know. 
I wouldn't like worry about work. it. I wouldn't worry about it. Anyway. All right. So, uh, 10 billion one megaton atomic bombs. So that could have, I mean, they could be inadvertently telling us that's what the reset was. And the reset was in 1859, the Carrington event. Boom. Yeah, maybe maybe at least. So it says that it fried telegraph systems all over the world. Um, I mean, it, it could have been still a major reset that had worldwide consequences to an extent, but maybe it was focused in the Western world. Because I'm still a proponent, of the th- a proponent of the theory that they don't just do one reset for the entire realm. I think that they do them in uh, in spurts. Stages. They'll cut off communications and like in stages. You know, do work in what in stages. Yeah, they'll do them in stages. They'll they'll cut off communication in one area, change things there. Then they'll focus on another area. Then they'll focus on another area. See, I when I. Yeah, when I hypothesize about the reset stuff, because I don't know one way or the other, and I'm still fairly skeptical yeah. on it, uh, I don't think they have any actual control over it at all. Uh, they're just, they're just, uh, they know that something's going to happen, and they're prepared to fill in the blanks when people sort of come to out of these mass events. You know, but like, I don't, I don't think that they, I don't think that they have the ability to engineer them. Unless we're talking about massive wars, right? Right, but I mean stuff like these uh, so-called plasma events and oh. things of that nature. Oh. The stuff that melted, the stuff that melted some of these buildings, and we confused them as mountains with just strange rows of holes, and for some reason, areas that look like rooms. And right, right, <laughs> yeah, and or you have stuff like you know Petra and Jordan and and the other. One. Where's the other ones over there, Reinhardt? The um. It's literally called the melted buildings. Oh, um, good lord! There's some in Spain. over in the Near East. There's yeah, there's some in the Near East. And there's some in Spain, and there's like they're yeah. all they're all over. They're all over. Sebastopol. I mean, like whatever happened in Crimea was huge. Right. Well, and and I just saw today there were some pictures uh, from I think it was Kiev, Ukraine. Yeah. And it's the 1980s, and they were digging up. Uh, a city that they said was from, I believe it was the end of the 19th century. So we're talking 1870s, 1880s, mm-hmm. 90s, mm-hmm. and it was under a ridiculous amount of dirt. Oh, like a like it was flooded with mud. Yeah, it it looked like it was like it had been flooded with mud. Weird. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you never know. I mean, I mean, sure, you know. I mean, uh, Chattanooga. Fucking I mean, Ed- if you Edinburgh? show if you show me a freaking Indian temple, all right, we've all seen how they carve those things, right? right? Not how, but we've all seen that they are carved somehow yes. out of an entire mountain. And you show me that it's melted. Yeah, that is not something natural, right? Or right. if it is, it's something that we don't know about that we're purposefully kept from knowing. Right. I, I think the directed energy weapon is something that's been around for a lot longer than we think, and uh, we definitely don't know. Uh, tenth of what they're capable of i think that has a lot to do with a lot of this stuff because a lot of this stuff happened because of things like directed energy weapons yeah i think that's as good as a a, as good of a a theory as any as any honestly yeah dog i think yours is is very reasonable and you can meld that with with what johnny's talking about what i'm talking about and still stay in the realm stay in the realm of of something fairly easy to understand what was what was dog theory 
that they don't have any particular control over oh, when right, these yeah. resets happen, if they do happen at all, like these plasma events and things like the mud flood or, or whatnot, that yeah. they're just preparing. They're calling it the Phoenix event now. Okay. Well, hang, hang on. What's that talk about? Sorry. I, it's all right. I, don't... I think his internet might be out. Okay. Um, yeah, my bad, guys. Oh, it's good. You're fine. Just You're let's, fine. Yeah, let's everybody be careful when we're trying to talk here. Um, you said that they they don't necessarily have any control over it. That would be like the um, the big no uh, no. I, I'm sorry. I, I remember what I was going to finish with that. They're okay. prepared. Ah, they're yes. prepared to fill in the blanks whenever right. everything's kind of settled down. They're like, all right, everything's fucked up. A lot of people are gone. Um, but we have uh, we're we're gonna do this. Yeah, you know, right. And they have they 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 have they they concoct that that takes another couple decades to concoct fake histories and try to uh, fill in some of these cities and things like that. But I don't know what the whole purpose of it all is for them to to have to do this. You know, I, I don't either. other than that they get to sit pretty at at, at a particular level above everyone else. But I, I don't. Like, I, don't I, can't, know I can't think of the benefit of being the mastermind of uh, filling in the blanks after a chaotic natural event. That's the thing. Well, you're, now you're assuming it's a natural event, too. I mean, it might not right. be a natural event. It could be some sort of weird, um, I don't know, maybe it is something cyclical with some sort of giant clock. And it's, it's you know, it's the uh, the shaking of the... Etch a sketch, you know. Just... Well, yeah, there's. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, there's things outside of our understanding, you know, in the the spiritual, right? We're talking about this as a dome. We don't know what there is. Well, we know what there is above us. Some of us do. Um, <laughs> above us, we we don't know what's below us in the dome. We don't know how far below. We don't know what kind of effect it has on what's above it. Um, you know, we know that there's an abyss, so maybe there are rules and things that are allowed to happen. Like you said, Johnny, every every certain period of time, like on a clock, um, or maybe it's you know very powerful dark people that are harnessing power beyond their control, and it's causing major destruction. I I don't know. Right. I I think that they have more control than maybe you're saying, Dogbot. Well, they have their hands in the actual act a little bit more, but I mean, I think that you can look at some of the things that are going on that they're not necessarily tied together, like 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 some of the fires in California, where it seemingly just like drove a straight line through a neighborhood, didn't touch one side of the road, you know, like jumped across the street, like that kind of stuff. Those kind of things look to me like a directed energy weapon type thing, um, right? But like you're. But like your major, I mean, who knows? Like your 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 great fire of Chicago's, your um, the fire of San, you know, San Francisco earthquake and fire, all those big big fires that, when they're done, it looks like you know, like supposedly like a nuclear wasteland, you know. Where well, all the all the brick buildings, where all the brick and stone buildings are also decimated. So that's. Do you mind my asking a question? Do you think 
the events where this great cataclysm that destroys cities and melts mountains, do you think that is something totally different from the events that just seem to empty the cities? Like we've seen San Francisco and St. Petersburg just empty of people, but all the buildings are there. Right. And that and that's another thing is how how does that happen? How does the city of that size with that kind of a build out? We've seen the thirteen panel um, panoramic view of San Francisco, and that I mean it's completely devoid of people. Completely, it's like one person, and that's like probably one of the guys that's with the guy taking the pictures. Um, there's and and a dog. That's like the entirety, and that's during the day in San Francisco. And you've got the pictures of St. Petersburg. Get the pictures of London. You've got the pictures of uh, Paris other in other cities where it's, they're just completely empty and the streets are covered in mud. Um, I don't I don't know that the, those events are separate. I mean, are the same. I don't I don't believe they are like the emptying of the cities and then the destruction of everything else. I think those could be two separate things. They would kind of have to be, in my opinion. Yeah. Related, maybe, yeah. but oh, two separate events. Right. Probably like an A and a B, you know, if if. If you were like, you know, like an order or whatever, like step one, step two, but maybe, but like definitely not um, the same exact event. Well, and I think that kind of goes back to what you and I were talking about on the phone just a little while ago, Johnny, a couple hours is like they part of the reason for this, too. You see what they've done with technology, right? If we did have free energy, Aether technology flying machines beyond just what people's conception of a blimp is Mm -hmm. or zeppelin they take all that away and give you what technology that's all planned to be obsolete within a few years right it's all designed to break it's designed to wear out um i mean we can look and see the pictures now now we do know that a lot of these pictures that are coming out now we don't know but we we have a uh Suspicion that a lot of these pictures are coming out are AI generated, like the ones that were posted yesterday. All those weird. Yes, those are really cool. Yeah. Very cool. I, Likely they fake. are cool. I want to. I want to post them in the stream. Okay. Well, we, maybe in a minute. But they're they're not. They're probably not real. That's like not real. But like, okay. So if that being said, and that being the case, that we are finding a lot of these vanilla sky looking sepia colored. Sepia, sepia, whatever, colored uh, pictures. We're finding a lot of these now. How many of the other ones that we've seen over the past couple of years that were like, you know, pictures of lost technology, like the the electric cars that plugged into the street or all that kind of stuff? Like, what if those were fake now? Like, they could just as well be. Yeah, because I mean, we see and we see a lot of pictures of you know cars that ran on water at one point. Yeah. I'm like okay, but then we have the story about the 1970s, 1980s. Dude was killed. He yeah, was designing the water car. They made that like, one movie. They made that movie on an HBO movie about the guy that made. Which the, makes me think that it's probably fake, a fake story to begin with. Oh, probably yeah. They made the the hydrogen conspiracy car, candy. Yeah. Sure. Um. But I mean, did they have? Did they have all this technology before? They probably did. What I'm starting to actually think is that. There was this technology before, you know, like the all the lights and all that kind of stuff. And maybe it was free technology. Maybe they did harvest it out of the air. But somehow, somehow, you know, that stuff was there. And maybe the, the people that we do see in these pictures and in these videos, um, 
what we call uh, the inheritors, right? Maybe they're just, they've just been given amnesia. You know, they just don't, you know what I mean? They're the remnants of what was once there. Oh, you mean a species with amnesia? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, that's complete. That's, that's one of those things. I know he's Gnostic. And I know he's a Jew. But. But the concept isn't wrong. Right. The concept is not incorrect. How. So. How, it, we already know how easy, like Bejmenev or whatever the hell his name was, the, the, the subversive, you know, 100% subversive guy. Brezhnev or the, Brezhnev, the. the KGB landed Brezhnev, the KGB guy that was telling on all the Yuri Yuri Brezhnev Yuri yeah Yuri Ben Ben Benz Benzimov Benzimov I can never get that guy's name yeah that guy you're just thinking about Benzos Yuri Benzos yes that's his rap name is Yuri Benzos um (laughs) you owe me Benzos yo 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 Benzos (laughs) yo yo Benzos (laughs) um you know yo yo Benzos weak ass solar brap. Write that down. <laughs> yo, yo, Benzo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Brap. Um, it only takes like two generations to completely brainwash and change a history of a people. Just like one generation in school and then the generation behind them. I was going to take it just takes one bad rap joke to give Johnny amnesia right now. No, I, I didn't forget. So. You would have been wrong. Yeah, Yeah. I said I was going to say. You were going to say, but then I remembered, and you're like, ah, it wouldn't work. But you don't even have to give the species amnesia. All Mm. you have to do is tell them that this is what this is for just long enough, and they won't care. They they won't care to to do anything introspective enough to find out if it's true. Well, I mean, just look look at the masks. You like, have to take like right, everybody. To... Everybody knew before we were told to wear masks that masks only worked in a surgical environment to stop, uh, you know, to stop like bodily fluids from physical transmission of bodily fluids. Right in close quarters where bodily fluids are flying around everywhere, like blood spurts and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. So, but like suddenly. Suddenly they're supposed they to work viruses. for something you can't see and you have to stand a certain distance from and it's even proven that you know everything could escape through it you mm-hmm. know if theoretically the the you know a virus doesn't exist but if a virus did exist it would be like a mosquito going through a chain link fence but people still wore the shit anyways right but again you're talking about you know 2020 and the amount of uh, beating down that the Western psyche has had done to it over the generations with, uh, you know, with with the generational trauma based mind control, uh, in in the MK Ultra programming, in the advertising, in the schools, and all that stuff. So this isn't something that maybe 150 years ago they would have gotten away with. You know what I mean? I think I think we've been we've been sheeplefied a little more uh, over the past 70 years. To, to make it to where the mask thing, they could pull the mask thing. They wouldn't have pulled the mask thing off 100 years ago. Yeah, low T, shrunken balls, you're afraid of too much cholesterol because of eggs. Right. You eat soy. Right. It's it's going to make you far more sheepified than anything else, you know, 100 years ago. Right, your, year. your lungs are full of microplastics. You're like, you know, you're, you're bathing in seed oils. You're washing your hair in corn products. You're, you know, it's just, dude, yeah. 
Is it? You are a used up Tupperware container from 20 years ago. Ugh, with that nasty orange residue that will never wash out because you ate spaghetti in it once. That's like one of the rarest insults. You were a used Tupperware container from years ago. You. He's digging down in the bottom, dude. You know, he's. What what once took black magic now takes black magic. Well, <laughs> very weak black still magic. Takes black magic. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. It still takes black magic, but now it's just gay. Yeah, now it's just really, really gay. Yeah. Reinhardt, throw throw that Tupperware out. Yeah, just I don't have any of that type of wear. I know, we but like that now. sounded like very personal specific. Yeah. <laughs> have you never? Okay, have you never put leftover spaghetti in a Tupperware container before? Oh God, it's terrible. It's horrible. You're you like, do have to throw well, it out like, after. Well, no, you said this is now the permanent spaghetti Tupperware. That's fair. No, you you eat it when you're supposed to, and then you use soap and water to clean it out before bad things happen. Right, but when you make enough so you have it for lunch for the next couple of days, you have, you know. Yes. Tupperwares. Thank you. Yeah. When you have a med family, you don't just make enough for yeah. one person for one dude, you night. Yeah, you make you, no, dude. You're talking about a guy who's doing his dishes right before the show, I know, right? right? He's on top of it. <laughs> Which is funny. It's, it's funny. Never mind. Let me just leave well, it. you guys could hear me doing my dishes yes. before the show. Yes, that's Quite why loud. we muted you. That's why we muted you. Yes. Anyway, we thought you were trying to give us like on location evidence of the dishwasher gnomes. Yes. I don't use a dishwasher. Well, no, the dishwasher is named Dogbot. Well, well, the dishwasher expends too much electricity and water. It's a waste of. It's it a really waste is. of both. Actually. Uh, I don't know. I saw something recently where like some of these new modern dishwashers actually use less water and therefore less electricity because of the water heater and whatever than um, washing dishes by hand. Because the I don't know, man. Next, you're going to try and convince me planes are real. No, I would never do that. Those things are bullshit. Satan tubes. Stop it. Yeah, uh, planes did not hit the Twin Towers. Come on, Johnny. Stop I thought it. you were on board. Stop it. No, planes oh, aren't real, period. No, it, yeah. You get, in, you get in one, you get in, you go down this little container, you know, thing you can't see out, and you get inside this little tube, the little magic windows. It's like a Disney ride. Yeah. Hey, Reinhardt, I'm posting a picture in your PMs. Can you please add it to the stream? Oh, boy. I don't want to do AI pictures. I'm nervous. I don't even yeah, like putting this, them on but, the channel. What yeah, kind of this AI is pictures? My, this, is, this is my favorite one for weeks. Okay, but I don't even like putting them on the channel because, you know, devil AI. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, devil mirror, whatever, you know, and black goo. Mm. And you can you can minimize it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Man, we've barely gotten through the news. This is a great show. It's a great show. It's always been. This is awesome. These are great shows. Always good shows. All right. So um, this is demoralizing. It's not demoralizing. You know what's demoralizing is having to listen to people try to prop up Jewish lies as white achievement. Oh, you guys are talking about nukes being fake. That's white achievement. Literally every person on the Manhattan Project was a Jew. Oh, yeah. you're going to talk about the moon landing being fake? That's white achievement. No, but everybody who actually worked on the actual Apollo mission was Jewish, and it was portrayed on the Jewish media. So this is fantastic, Johnny. This is the gender reveal 9-11. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. This is an old one. This is from this, like the... 
Yeah. The smoke from the the smoke from the air quotes planes hitting is yeah, different colors. Different colors for the gender reveal. Womp womp. But I I am not familiar what what biological sex is the color yellow? Yellow and green. Right? No, yellow and green <laughs> is for when uh, you're ha- like you don't know if you're having a boy or a girl, and you just get them a neutral color. You get them yellow or green. I thought it was Ukraine symbolism. That might be Ukraine the AI. Blue. That might be blue and yellow. Yeah, yeah, that might be blue and yellow for that. But yeah, I think it's blue and yellow. Okay, but green. Yeah, but green is uh, like if you if you're. If you don't have a gender reveal thing and you want to get something for a kid, you don't know what it is, just get them something green. Because both kids, boys and girls, can wear green. There you go. You learned something. All right. Um, All right. I want to get this AI picture off. Yeah, get the AI picture <laughs> off. Want to hit something so, else before the break? Yeah, there's some more. There was some more science. There was, there was other science stuff. Scientists say that the Loch Ness Monster might actually be real. After a new fossil discovery. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, a plesiosaur may have previously been in Loch Ness, Scottish Lake, according to new research from the University of Bath, published on July 21st at the International Cretaceous Research Journal. Based on their discoveries, they say that the legend of the Loch Ness monster might not actually be fictional. Dun, dun. Statement follows the discovery of a plesiosaur fossils in a hundred million year old river system in Morocco Sahara Desert, suggesting that the reptiles may have lived in freshwater as well as seawater, contrary to earlier theories. Similar to concerns about Bigfoot, scientists have typically always condemned the idea that the Loch Ness monster might genuinely exist. The debunkers have frequently argued that plesiosaurs, which resemble the supposed creature's popular depiction, could not exist in the freshwater because scientists thought they needed a saltwater environment to survive. It's a reptile. Since when do reptiles... Anybody ever heard of a saltwater reptile? I mean, saltwater crocodiles, but that doesn't mean that, like, they need... That's just where they happen to live. I did. I, I liked the theory that the Loch Ness monster was a uh, mammalian creature, like a like a camel. Did That's, you see that? Yeah, I saw that one, and it was it was funny because it would have been a very large camel. Well, it would have been a megalith, you know, a uh, megafauna camel. Camel, you know. Sure, sure. But I don't believe this is. I don't know why is the. Uh, why is Zero Hedge in the in the Independent and the Telegraph collaborating collaborating on this this? Uh... No, I'm, I mean Zero Hedge. They they take links and stuff from other news sources. Sure, sure. Oh but... well, the fossil records indicate that plesiosaurs could have actually existed within where the legend of the Loch Ness monster lives because they were found in freshwater river. Paper suggests that the plesiosaurs adapted to tolerate fresh and may have spent the majority of their lives in freshwater. It's a bit controversial, but who's to say that because we paleontologists have always called them marine reptiles, they had to live in the sea? Eh? Hmm. So they're admitting that just because we called it this doesn't mean that it's actually true. Right. Right. Isolated bones actually tell us a lot about ancient ecosystems and animals in them. They're so much more common than skeletons and give you more information to work with. Um, <laughs> yeah, isolated bones so much give you more information than a complete skeleton. Literally, literally, if I had $5, it would be way better than if I had 100 
Oh my god. You know, it's like, That's a lot of dollars. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. The bones and teeth were found scattered in different localities, not as a skeleton. So each bone and each tooth is a different animal. We have over a dozen animals in this collection. Oh my god. There's no concrete proof that a plesiosaur or something resembling one used to call Loch Ness his home, according to scientists. But given this recent local finding, fossil finding, it's now plausible that plesiosaurs lived there for millions of years prior to the arrival of humans. The fossil record also suggests that after almost 150 million years, the last plesiosaurs finally died out at the same time as the dinosaurs. Womp, womp. Yeah, well, press so, Yeah, so basically the three takeaways from here. Just because we say it doesn't mean it's true. Right. One bone is way better than a, than an entire complete skeleton, one which tooth. they've never found. One tooth. Yes. One tooth. And we know the last plesiosaurus totally died out 65 million years ago. Right. We know. They use these absolutes like we know. Mm. You know they this. were there. They were, yeah, come on, science guy. You're not a science guy. You're not a scientist. You're not a biologist. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can't define what a woman is. You're no, not you, a biologist. That's right. You can't define what a what a what a plesiosaur is. You're not a paleontologist. Hey, Johnny, will you timestamp this for the recording? Um, apparently, the audio has been looping for just a sec on the unpilled it's playing it seems like it's playing fine for me okay but well we're almost yeah, at the yeah, break. it seems like it's fixed okay. but okay well sorry about that everybody that's listening to the to the live stream if you had some loopy audio there no oh, loopy oh lord oh lord oh, God. no don't ah i'm not saying it again because that would be twice and then if you said it a third time it'd just be all bad so um yes that was science Science. Science. She blinded me with science. Man, the she 80s. She blinded me with science. Blinded. Man. Yeah, I know. Uh, Kelly McGillis, dude. My dad told me a story that he, uh, in his hometown when he was a teenager, he and his buddy drove around in his car and he stood up through the sunroof wearing an E.T. mask and holding a tennis racket screaming, she blinded me with science around town. Okay. Yeah, he was not that. Uh, he was not that rebellious of a child. Huh. Hmm. All right. What's our break music? Oh, yeah, let's check out our break music. What are we doing? Skinny puppy. We gotta- uh, it's it's ogre, and uh, the song's called Tricks. Oh, I thought we had skinny puppy. Well, he it's the lead singer from Ogre. It's his separate stuff. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So ogre, and it's called what? Tricks. Tricks. All right, we'll be back. I'm going to go check out the YouTube shorts to find more content. We'll be back. Tricks, the monster, my, 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 plays tricks, the monster. 
everybody. We're back. This is still the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer. I am still Johnny Monoxide with Reinhardt, Dogbot, and Grognak. Um, we, we didn't get through too much of the news, but we, we did have some fun with what we did last hour. Did everybody have fun was. last hour? That was fun. Yeah. The ogre, the ogre stuff is more upbeat than the skinny puppy stuff. Okay, cool. It's, 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 it's kind of quirky. Nice. Yeah, first hour was good content, and honestly, I mean, though there is a lot of news to make it through, um, we don't get the chance to do a lot of this on topical shows because we have like full-on topical content that we always want to get to. So doing these asides is kind of fun. Yeah, but these asides are all—they're all—they're uh, worth—they're worth it. They're worth yeah. it. they're worth it. Okay. Getting to actual uh, to news on the first hour, you know, some of them are funny. This is this stuff's not as not as funny. We have a the World Economic Forum. The people who have a, no actual power whatsoever happen to be behind the global war on farmers. Hmm. The Agenda 2030 development goals at the root of sustainability policies that could lead to food shortages, like things like. Canada cutting down 30% on fertilizer imports. Things like paying farmers to not grow crops. Uh, all kinds of things. Things like randomly killing thousands of cattle and then burying them. Yeah, well, you know, hey, that was the heat. That was the heat. Just the heat. Just tens of thousands of cattle just dropped dead because it was hot. That's true. It was also melting, you know, airstrips, so... That, Obviously, it's going to hit the cattle. Right. Well, there was two different times in two different places. But yeah. Um, so the UN has been has been doing this stuff with the food with the food supplies for for decades now. And the sustainability goals, the sustainability agenda, was the UN's thing, right? During the conference on human settlements. Um. So that land. Land cannot be, this is the agreement that this is what they all agreed on at the UN, the United Nations adopted the Vancouver Declaration, which has said land cannot be treated as an ordinary asset controlled by individuals and that private land ownership is a principal instrument of accumulation and concentration of wealth, therefore contributes to social injustice. Public control of land use, therefore, is indispensable. A prelude to the World Economics Forum now infamous prediction that by 2030 you'll own nothing and you'll mm. be happy and you'll be happy yeah yeah so, everybody always forgets that little tagline and they always forget that part but um yes these people these people the world economic forum your klaus schwabs your you know all the rest of them they have absolutely no power whatsoever they just go to davos and they hang out and they play you know they, they play games and they they do they go to meetings and they, you know, and, and they and they hear about all these crazy things that nobody's actually really going to do because they don't have any real power, even though it's literally every world leader and every world leader, uh, the next every world leader. And you'll have uh, you'll have the like everybody, everybody in these cabinets and all all around the world. They're all staffed with these these uh, World Economic Forum young world leaders. Right, they're all groomed from a young age. Yes, no, no real power though. No power. Like the Duvet, the Duvet Society, right? Duvet. What was it? You mean the Duvet? The name? Where they, where they, they make blankets? They put not du- 
Is it the Dubai or Duvet? Demolay. Uh, the Demolay. The Demolay Society. Demolay Society. The Demolay Society yeah. is the, is the, uh, the Scottish Rite Freemasons for kids. Basically, that's Walt, that's what I was. Walt thinking. Disney was one, yes. Yeah, the Demolay Society. That's <clears throat> that's just as bad. I mean, that's yeah. If you're in the Demolay Society, you might you're you are going to the World Economic Forum meetups. Well, and Skull and Bones. Don't forget the Skull and Bones. Yep. Uh, World Economic Forum crossover is insane. Oh, absolutely! Literally every member of Skull and Bones has been at the World Economic Forum meetups. Right. And and that's the thing is, we've said this before on the show, too. Okay, so these people are not writing the laws for these countries, right? They're not the ones who are sitting there on television signing these in with the country's Congress or something, but they're always standing right there. Oh, if yeah. Klaus Schwab is not standing right there, it's a lackey standing in a black suit behind yeah. these people. Yeah, it's amazing. They always like- just had a meeting at an airport. Yep. You know? You just Anytime you see a world leader signing a piece of paper... It's the people standing behind him that are all smiley and doing like the Jew hands thing. That's what you got to worry about. It's the ones who are actually still wearing masks. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, so the World Economic Forum and the United Nations in their agenda 2030 is what is behind all this food stuff. And by food stuff, we mean, you know, um, food processing facilities burning down. Uh, farmers selling off cattle herds because breeding stock uh, is is ridiculously expensive because of input costs and drought conditions. Like most large farmers, most mar- large uh, cattle ranchers in the United States are selling off huge amounts of their inventory because of the drought, you know, and the fact that that um, feed is exponentially skyrocketing in price. Right, and beef prices are only going up. Yep, and again, um, the female uh, you see at the you see them at the um, at the the sale lots. Uh, larger numbers of female stock are coming in. They usually don't sell females. They usually usually you're eating steer when you eat cow because the females are used as breeding stock, right? Um, you you know they, they use the males. The same with like chickens. Most chickens that you eat are male. Like this, this the male chickens just. I don't know, whatever. Um, but seeing more females being sold for processing, that is uh, actually, that's kind of cause for concern. So it's up, it's up over 3% overall and it's going, and it's going up. So that means um, if, if more females are going to the slaughter, that means there's less cattle available for breeding. Which is going to lower inventory. Don't worry about it. Right. No power whatsoever. I mean, this is ridiculous. You don't even have to fall for it. You don't even have to uh, stand behind you know, Dutch farmers and change your profile picture or release a barn speech uh, promoting your support and that of your like 500 followers on right. Telegram. Right in order to see what's going on in order to you know stand against this this is ridiculous no. nope I, I no matter what you believe this is ridiculous and it's actually happening because you see it every single time you go out mm-hmm. unless you have nothing to do with the white working class on any level whatsoever yeah 
I have no idea what that. Yeah. No connection with the working class whatsoever. Um, I mean, you have to work. You have to work to be connected to, to kind of. I, I mean, I don't know if you want to hold. If you want to do the whole class warfare thing, anyway. Yeah, that's right. Like, well, that's the way it always is with communists, right? You always see the commies are always like, you know, the proletariat, blah, 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 you know, down with, you know, down with the bourgeoisie, you know, we're, you know, seize the means of production. And then when they actually go, when the workers are like, how you doing, bro? We're here to work. And it's kind of, whoa, easy, easy. You're going to make well, me, I'm the one in charge. You're going to make me uh, spill you, you my You guys latte. just listen to me, but you've never done this before. I'm going to spill my, you're uh, going to make me spill I'm, my I'm coconut really, water. really, really smart. That's what everybody tells me. Everybody's blown so much smoke up my ass. It's gone straight to my head. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you guys remember back in June, like 10,000 cattle died of heat? Remember that? You guys? We were just talking about that a second ago. Um, back in June, it was a month ago. July 26th. Top U.S. cattle feeding companies sent 1,000-pound carcasses to a Kansas landfill where they were flattened by a loader machines and mixed in with trash. Um... Okay, and other cattle were buried in unlined graves. Neither is a typical method for disposing of bodies. But so many cows died in the unusual heat and humidity that facilities that normally convert carcasses into pet food and fertilizer products were overwhelmed, prompting the state governments and cattle feeders to take emergency measures. So somehow these 10,000 cows, these 10,000 dead cows were stored somewhere for a month. What? Why were they not processed immediately as food? Why would that not? Because be don't worry thing? about it. Well, obviously, don't worry about. It. I mean, I'm, I'm, but Reinhardt. I mean, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play um, um, Dumbo's advocate here, and um, we're gonna, you know, like, well, why didn't they? You know. So okay, so why didn't they? So the official story is they just died of heat, right? They didn't die of COVID. They didn't die of. Anything that would spoil their meat, right? Right. Heat, extreme heat can spoil meat when it's out for quite a long time. Sure. But if they all went, like, right away, you'd think they would round them up and get them inside somewhere and at least process as many as they could. Exactly. But But that didn't happen. Nothing nothing happened, right? Literally nothing happened. Somehow they went to some sort of storage facility where they were stored until July 26th, which was six days ago. Strange. Strange. Yeah, I'd say the only legitimate explanation is they wanted to just get rid of thousands of cattle. Yeah, but why did they wait a month, though? You know? That, I don't know, because they have the logistics to get it done within a day. Right. It's weird. Cue somebody out there saying government minorities. Yeah, I know. I'm just hearing hearing it now. I know, I know, I know. Disposal methods and identities of companies that lost cattle have not previously been reported. There were documents that Reuters obtained from the Kansas Department of Health and Environment and confirmed by some companies involved at least 2,117,000 cattle died after humidity levels spiked. Winds disappeared and temperatures topped 100 degrees during the weekend of June 11th. Oh, man. So it was over a month. It was a month and a week at least. And some I mean, cattle had disgusting. fully, and before some cattle had fully shed their winter coats. What? What? That's so crazy. Do cows shed a winter coat? I don't. 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't been around cows enough to know one way or the other. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I That's really weird. I would say no, really. It's that their their skin is really thick, so that's why they're just fine with cold weather. But the, the winter coat thing is weird. I don't know. They, yeah, they, I guess they do shed a winter coat. Well, do cows they, I mean, even a winter coat them? that they would have, it wouldn't be like the shaggy cows that you see in right. northern climates in, say, other countries like Mongolia. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking at, trying but, to look for pictures of this. And, I mean, okay. they can have a winter coat that's thicker than their normal sure. fur. But, okay. I mean, some yeah. I mean, some cows are longer, longer haired than other cows. Obviously, in sheep, you know, sheep get shorn. But um, but what's the what's the big deal here? It's August at this point. This was at the right. at the point that they died. It was the end of June. Well, what they were saying was what they were trying to say is that the cows hadn't shed their winter coats by mid June, so they were they were out there in the heat in their winter coat. What? Does me? No, I'm pressing like massive. I don't have an X left on my laptop, but like, yeah. yeah okay, it's just ridiculous. Johnny. So if you if you have a dog, that's basically what a cow is like. Sure. They can't sweat, so they have to get the heat out. You know, by panting. Basically, you can't overheat your cattle, but they don't really have winter coats. They're just meant to be wherever they are. They don't. They're stationary beings. You know what I mean? So this is just like saying that if you take cold showers, you're gonna have a, a heart attack. It's just more lies. Yeah, I love cold showers, though. I don't want to die of a heart attack. Yeah, you're not. Gonna, you're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not. I love, gonna. I love cold showers. Yeah, they're great. I what I do is I I start off, I start off like lukewarm, and then I, and I, I'm too much of a pussy to jump in and just a straight cold shower. I'm I'm old, and I've done that enough in my life. I. <laughs> I start off like blazing hot, open up the pores in the skin, clean, and then get that cold atrazine, the rest of the get time. that atrazine right into your skin. That's right, right into the lungs. I want those microplastics. Give, give me, me all, all the, the microplastics. Es- give me all the phytoestrogens in the steam. That's right. Do you uh, think the these? Oh, do, do you think these cattle have to take cattle carts into showers? Probably. Is this like a whole thing? Oh. Yes, and they can- the Dude. warehouse where they kept them is called Dachau. Land like they tell <laughs> Dachau. <laughs> Dog cow. They <sighs> This is a really gross the article gets to be really disgusting, but like it talks Dude, about Dude, they're describing this. It's so gross. Yeah, it's like they're unnecessarily describing what happens. Um This this is what they want you to believe that random oh, Germans okay. were thinking about Jews. So cows that die of heat stress are not processed into meat for human consumption but can normally be converted into animal food, fertilizer, and other products. Moving forward, Five Rivers, which is the largest feeder farm that uh, lost cattle here, said they will feed their cattle less grain, a high-energy ingredient, and more hay and silage when temperatures rise to minimize their internal heat. Hmm. Yes. <clears throat> so what you want to do is make sure they don't have too big of a breakfast because otherwise they get out in the sun and, and get all dead from the internal heat. You know how when you eat something, you know, you have like a nice big lunch and you go sit out in the sun and die because you overheat inside? 
You ever had that happen? No? I hate when that happens right. to me. Right. It's terrible. It's, it's one terrible. of the worst. Right? Just when you're out there in the sun and you just die because you're, you're over-digesting. Have you ever heard of any of this stuff happening ever in the history of anywhere? Ever? No. The, yeah. the, the, uh, the different excuses for strokes and oh, man. Heart, attacks heart attacks happening all the sudden. Like, all, all, like if, if, you, if we gathered together all the ridiculous headlines There's, and tried to read them off uh, you know, one at a time, we'd close people out the wouldn't show. believe it. We'd close but, out but the they, show with they all, they all are real headlines. Yeah, I thought, didn't, uh, didn't Lovecraft's cat post the thing with all of them? I think maybe. I saw. I, I don't know. Like every like, I forget to check his channel sometimes, and I'm like, wow, I missed like 500 something. Yeah, he's a prolific poster re- recently. Um, now where's somebody posted? It was, it was a meme, and it's got all of the fake reasons for heart attacks, and I think it's hilarious because it's all completely phony. Because it's just vaccine damage. That's all it is. Everything, nobody wants to admit it. No, nobody wants to admit. It. Even though, even though, like Pfizer has come out and admitted, and ha- Pfizer has come out and said things. Moderna has come out and said things. AstraZeneca has come out and said things. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Um, I'm really upset. Uh, China did the worst thing possible they could have done, which was not, let, let not Nancy. Which was, yeah, which was let Nancy Pelosi come back. Uh, Damn it! You had yeah. one job. That's right, one job. China. <laughs> Trump was right. That guy was right. That one guy was right. Taiwan was sitting there like, send Pelosi back. She asshole. That's right. No, China is asshole. China did yeah, not China do what they said they were going to do for sending her back. China said what China said. If Nancy, if you bring Nancy Pelosi with with military escort, that is an invasion. We will treat it as such. But then they're like, "Oh, that's right. We don't care about Taiwan unless it's like political." And everybody's freaking out because China is doing live fire exercises in the Taiwan Strait. I mean, China always has boats in the Taiwan Strait. Yeah, that's like they're saying. always right, like hanging brain in the Taiwan Strait. <laughs> right. Like our ships don't go, don't go through there. I I don't know that we go through there at all. We go through the Luzons on the other side. Hmm. So it doesn't matter. Whatever's whatever they're doing, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It's not gonna I don't know. I'm I'm just sick of the like, oh if China takes Taiwan, if they assert dominance, well they've already asserted dominant dominance. Yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> and again it's 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 those countries that I don't care. Yeah. Now what is interesting is what you had mentioned to me earlier on the phone, Johnny, is you know, Nancy Pelosi going down there to check out her uh NVIDIA manufacturing facility, right? <laughs> Yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Oh, you gotta, that's right. You gotta check on your investment, you know. Right, right. She just US dropped a hundred million dollars, dude. Like, have you ever seen more open corruption in your life than the United States government? Like, she just dropped a hundred million dollars into Nvidia stock, and after with insider trading, and then gets a military escort to go check out her investment. F yeah, man, that's the American America. way, man. 
Literally. The worst government money you can buy. And speaking of Nancy Pelosi, I didn't want to do this to you guys, but I have to do this. I have to do this to you. You guys, I had to sit through it. You guys have to sit through it. This is the third most powerful person in America. You guys ready? We're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, most of the product that we've done is, except now what we, we may have added in the last hour or so, and some of what we added is Senate to the bill, like a hearing. Bernie doesn't like hearing. Excuse me. Bernie loves hearing. <laughs> Manchin doesn't want hearing in the bill and all that stuff. Um, so some is Senate-oriented, and then we have the family medical aid. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in, if, even if Manchin doesn't like it. So, um, uh, so we are getting some bird and privilege. I think, I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub. Because privilege drug is deadly to a bill. Vertible, it's important. It's, you have to take it out. But privilege violation can take you out. So, so we're, again, getting that as we go along as well. But when we pass the bill, then they will see it in its aggregate and make uh, some... Any concerns that any of this is, quote, messaging because th that they have to take some of those things out regardless, no matter what you send over? You said you weren't going to send a, a messaging bill. No, no, we're going to send a messaging bill, but we uh, want to be sure that what we send is not birdable or bird bath or privilege scrub. They're the two... Um, Exercises for engaged bathing exercises. And there you have it. Nancy fucking what? Pelosi. What? what the hell is going on there, dude? The She's chat's wondering if they're playing whale noises behind her. Yeah, it's not whale. It's just, just spooky music. I don't know who did that. Ryan found that. Um, Man, how much Valium did she have? I have Valium uh, vodka. Honestly, here's the thing. Here's the thing. None of that is real. That is acting. None of that is real. Nobody, nobody is that retarded, and nobody actually like sits there. These people don't sit there and believe that that's happening. Like, like those people are not. Those journalists are not like trying to take notes on that. This is like that's all just theater. Has to, has to be. I don't know, man. <laughs> you can't you can't see them laughing because they're wearing masks. Right, right. I don't, it it could be a clone that's falling apart. Right there, you know? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's just, it's terrible how these people don't know how to speak in public. The other one, uh, the other one is, um, uh, what's her, Kamala Harris. She can't talk either. Good Lord. No, that's why they kept her out of the public eye for about four or five months last year. Right, right, right. She stopped doing all... I know I know she definitely stopped doing international visits and appearances because she had embarrassed herself so much or you know according to the script was supposed to but yeah she's horrible every time she opens her mouth yeah uh I, it, it's, I it's terrible it was like with the gas prices well gas prices are high and that's not good because we don't want them there we want them they need to be low but they're not they're high and with this the opposite of what we want them to be like yeah no shit now, two things. 
One, remember Nancy Pelosi's husband just got off of a uh, drunk driving charge. Oh God, he was he was on drugs. Oh, is it drugs? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So a DUI anyway. Uh, two, I mean, I'm still firmly of the belief that these people have invited demons into their bodies. So this could be a demon just taking over and blathering on. Oh, it's possible. I mean, it may sound like a, a bit of a spiritual cop-out, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. Mm. It's terrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. Her husband, her, yeah, her husband, uh, Pelosi's husband got a whole, lo- a whole lot of money a while back to do the bullet train that never materialized. He was involved with that. Right. Billions of dollars. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, now he's you know this. I guess what happened was is he got he got pulled over, he got pulled over at ten o'clock, and it was like after midnight when they did any sort of uh, breathalyzer or, or or blood test. So they gave him like two and a half hours to sober up before they, you know, two and a half hours. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi's husband. So this kind of stuff happens all the time with these people. I mean, if you thought, I mean, like, dude, Hunter Biden, like, uh, yeah, Hunter Biden's an extreme case of what goes on with these, um, with these politicians' families and stuff. But yeah, everybody, every that stuff's really weird, man. Yeah, it is. Remember, like, I mean, you got trannies and you know ones that actually publicly go trans, and then you got the alcoholics and the weird druggies, and just it's just weird. Satanists, the pedos, the pedo victims, the Satanists. But you repeat yourself. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, the pedo victims become pedos and are born into Satanist families. Yes. Hmm. No idea. All right, so Nancy Pelosi. That was that was scary. That was scary. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? We've got. Oh, speaking of California, Nancy Pelosi, California. Announces a plan to charge landowners for their own water. This is beyond retarded. Hundreds of dollars in fees and penalties threatened. California. How do they know, though? Like, how do you know? Like, if you have a well on your land, like, how how do they know? Well, they're probably going to have the water version of the ATF come to your home and ask to see your water source. But they okay. So what they're saying is that the uh, the government states there's a letter that's going around. States landowners' property is within an unmanaged area and contains an operating groundwater extraction well must report the volume of groundwater extracted from the well. The groundwater extracted volume must be reported as a monthly total. In addition to pumping volumes, reports must include the location of the well and the place and purpose of the use of the groundwater. Groundwater extraction reports are not due to the state water board until February 1st, 2023. However, if you are required to report, the report must include pumping volumes for each month between the date of the receipt of this letter and September 30th, 2022. A filing fee is $300 plus $10 <laughs> per acre foot plus 25% penalties. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, they're not what even are, trying. I mean, what are they what are they doing over there? Yeah. Bro, it's California, it's the world's it's the third largest economy in the world, bro. I know, but it was like such a beautiful place. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what happened? What, what, yeah. They have to destroy it. Sakajawea would not stand for this. No, she would be sitting because she was fat. <laughs> <laughs> there was that Pocahontas. She'd be riding through Walmart on her <laughs> motorized scooter. Oh, my God. I saw an argument. I saw two fat people arguing over a, over a mobility scooter the other day. It was hilarious. Oh, my God. Why didn't you film it? Because I was like me and the person. I, all right. So I'm at I'm at blows returning something. And uh, I'm standing there and this guy comes in and he sits on the mobility scooter. He's like in line. Right. He's next in line. And there's a mobility scooter there. So he just sits on it. He's an old fat dude. He's like, fuck it. I'll just sit here while I'm waiting. And this lady come up behind him and she's like, are you actually using this scooter? Or are you just resting or something like that? And he's like, well, what does it look like? And they got into it over the mobility scooter. It was great. And the girl behind the counter were both watching. We're like, all right, which one's going to swing first? But it was pretty funny. Anyways, neither of them needed a mobility scooter. Like They weren't old enough to have needed it, and neither of them were fat enough to have needed it either. They were just lazy. But I don't know what's going on in California, man. It's it's fucking awful out there. Like you got You got lockdown season happening again. Mask mandates are popping up. Um, they're going to start charging, he's going to start charging landowners for their own water. Oh, you own that? Well, oh, well, too bad. We want our cut. I mean, if you, if you think about it there somewhere in the small print, in the fine print of your house agreement, your mortgage agreement, there is something in there that says it's like a 999 year lease. I remember my granddad saying something to the effect of they're going to figure out a way to tax the air someday. That's right. There's a community says they're going to start charging niggas for air. Niggas be like, I won't put my air in my mama name. Because <laughs> they have bad credit. Get it? It's a joke. Wasn't that a Bruce Willis movie? No. No, and um, Spaceballs, they had canned air, That's Perry right. air. Perry air. That's right. Yeah. And the dome. Yeah, they had to. They sucked the the they sucked the atmosphere out from the dome. And Don't you love capitalism, Mel space Brooks. capitalism. Mel Brooks, you know he gets to, he gets to go in last. <laughs> I love Mel Brooks, though I do. I, there's there's not a lot of Mel Brooks movies you could probably make today and get away with. I mean, I mean, he was he, able to because reasons. Well, he's Jewish, right? I mean, but even but even back then, I mean, a lot of this stuff, even he, I don't think even he could get away with the stuff he did today. Like like Blazing Saddles, there's no way. All the racist stuff in Blazing Saddles, there's no way. He's no Quentin Tarantino, you know. I got to do uh, my buddy at work was he loves Quentin Tarantino's movies. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, but um. I, I told him that Quentin Tarantino only writes himself into his movies so that he can say the N-word. And my buddy agreed with me. He's like, that's absolutely correct. He's like, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I guess. Nobody ever gets mad at Quentin Tarantino saying it. He says it a lot in his movies. It's true. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure... I heard that his mom dated a lot of black guys too, and that's why he had a thing with like oh, yeah. He talks about no, he, movies. He talks about it a lot. Yeah, his yeah. mom. Yeah, his mom. Yeah, like, was a un- Uncle Jamal would spend the night, and right? Like, yeah, 
And then Uncle Jamal would pay him a visit. Ew. Man. It ain't gay. I don't remember seeing this in the stack. It's not. Oh, okay. I wasn't I wasn't ready for Mel Brooks black stepdad uh stories. Quentin Tarantino, but you know. Oh Quentin Tarantino. I, I'm sorry, I, I get all these guys confused. That's fine. It's fine. So California, yes. Get fucked. <laughs> Literally. Uh we got the cattle. Um What do you guys want to do next? Um another oh wow. We're going to actually arm Taiwan now. So we went back to China for a second. Yeah. We're going to, uh, modeled after the 1940s Lend-Lease Act that allowed the U.S. to arm allied powers during World War II. So basically, we're giving Raytheon a whole shitload of money. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Thank you, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Nigger Austin. Mm, mm. Thank you very much. Yeah, so they just did a Lend-Lease Act with Ukraine, which gave you know Raytheon and GE and General Dynamics and all those other Lockheed Martin billions of dollars um, to to arm Ukraine, and now they're doing the same thing with Taiwan. Oh my God! And did you did you see the thing? Speaking of, uh, did you see what that little FTM uh, gay tranny Zelensky said the other day about how Americans should suck it up to help? Ukraine. He literally said that Americans need to suck it up. Well, that's that guy. While he's doing cocaine. Or or tranny or whatever the thing is. Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, but at least Russia's based, right, guys? Based Russia. Man, I love this from Marsha Blackburn. Marsha Blackburn. Gotta love it. No. Taiwan is our greatest partner in the Indo-Pacific region, and their continued sovereignty is essential to challenging the new axis of evil. Which well, is? I mean, this is this is part and parcel for what the like AM talk show conservative circuit has been doing for the last fifteen years. Uh, they they talk about Taiwan like it is this uh, little bastion of free market capitalism that's completely surrounded by evil enemies abroad, you know, just mm-hmm. like Israel and stuff like that. And, you know, that we have to defend it at all costs and uh, go to war with giant countries over it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. For the sovereignty of Taiwan. And so... In, or, or Taipei. Is it Taipei or Taiwan? What am I supposed to say? Taiwan. Which one? Taiwan. But they call it Chinese Taipei. China Taipei. Chinese, right? Well, why, why is it? Why is it Taiwan and Taipei? Which one is it? Taipei is the capital. Yeah, Taipei is the capital of Taiwan. Yes. Taiwan is the province. Is it just one the city? Island. The island. Excuse me. Uh, uh, there are multiple yeah, cities, multiple but Taipei cities. is by far the biggest. Right. I mean, it's technically one big city-state, but it's divided up into districts that would be considered cities. Something like that. Yes, Taiwan is the actual territory. The whole island. Well, I don't care. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't, don't I, again, I don't care about Taiwan. But again, we're going to arm we're going to arm a country that's right there and poke China in the chest and like this is all posturing of the paper more paper tiger posturing by the United States. Yeah, not my circus, not my dancing insects. We well, you know. They they are they, the rats they do be fleeing this ship pretty quickly. Hey, it's especially not my circus much anymore. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, people who live in Mexico City are getting pissed off that a bunch of Californians are moving there. Yeah, I saw Ch- that. Change pretty the funny. culture. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's sad. Very sad for you, isn't it, Mexico? Yeah. Wah, Tough shit. Tough shit. I'm, I'm just waiting for the ridiculously armed cartel to start, well, doing things to get rid of the immigrants. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. If I, I don't know if they're going to, because a lot of them might end up just becoming the new telenovela stars. What? I don't know. Dude, if he, uh, the telenovelas—they're all white. Yes, all the characters are white. Except all, they they don't likes, want them though, except for like one swarthy uncle and like the comic the, relief the guy. Comic relief. Yeah, the comic relief guy who dresses like a bumblebee. Yeah. Yeah, but they they don't want them anyway, so no, they'll just kill them. Sure, in Mexico. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why this article was even written. I don't see why the cartels didn't already just handle this. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 essay. <laughs> yeah, like talking talking to our friend in Mexico right now. I mean, he's like, look, if if you say the wrong thing out of line about even the Catholic Church in Mexico in the wrong spot, they'll literally just grab you, take you out, and cut your head off that's weird during their communist revolution they were pulling priests out into the middle of the desert and and hanging them in front of their entire congregation who was mexicans yeah there was a communist revolution in mexico yeah when Uh, i think it's the early 1900s really yeah i did not know that mexico also went through the the pains of communism yeah, my uh, my BoomerCon buddy used to do business down there, and he was telling me about how some of the state buildings that he would have to go to in some of the uh, northern Mexico Mexican states, uh-huh. uh, and in the buildings they still have like painting murals along the the walls of communist heroes and stuff like that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's no big yes. deal, you know, because communism's based on, you know, if white people do it, but... Right, know, they, right, right. Well, white people communism has never been tried. Real well, communism think, has never been tried. <laughs> well, I think it's okay now, because, you know, now now they've just mixed the local church and the, uh, the Mayan, like, Indian death cults down there. Oh, yeah. They've yes. got, like... They've got guys in headdresses and like actual shamans and witches outside all the cathedrals, like giving blessings before people go in. <laughs> right, with their sugar skulls and like, yeah, weird, just pagan. Which blowing them Aztec death whistles right before the cathedral bells sound. I mean, those are cool though. I'm mean, sure. But no, now it's okay. Right. All right, bottom line, bottom line, haha. It's funny Californians aren't wanted. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Well, they're not wanted anywhere. You know, they come to Tennessee, they're not wanted. They come to Texas, they're not wanted. They go to Mexico City, they're not wanted. Should tell you something, Californians. Get the hell out. 
Californians going to Mexico. That was that was an interesting. That's something I didn't have on my on my uh, bingo. Yeah, I actually didn't have that one on my bingo card for 2022. Was are they like are they high fiving the other caravan? Like they're going one way, the caravan's going the other. It's that it's that the one with the girl going one way and the guy going the other way in the car. Yeah, I, I forgot what movie that's from. It's like my cousin and I used to do that on roller coasters, or try to. Look at each other as you go by. No, we tried to high five each other. Oh, high five! Oh, yeah, that's yes. high five. Yeah, I ripped my arm off. Yeah, and uh, thank God it never worked. Right. You know, what we forgot uh, to bring up about these people that don't have any power whatsoever. These World Economic Forum people. These these Klaus Schwabs. What's that? He said uh, it's it's time to look beyond private car ownership. Private car ownership is wasteful and should be abolished. I knew this was coming. They want to limit our uh, ability. Or they want to limit our mobility as much as possible. Yes, your ability to travel. They want to keep you in the smart cities, all that kind of stuff. Oh, but these people don't have any power, DB. You know, it's the critical metals. The problem is we. It's because we need critical metals like cobalt, lithium, and nickel to make these cars. You know, not much lithium. In my in my Tacoma, I was gonna say, what about all the uh, lithium mining for electric cars? Right, right. Like ten thousand times right. more than a normal vehicle. <laughs> yes, we need to go from a personal mindset to a community sharing mindset. So basically, they want every country, every white country, to be like Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. where you have like. 70 kids piled onto one car. You got kids like hanging off the back. Right. You got right. dudes on their mopeds that don't work anymore. They're just holding on to the back bumper. <laughs> More sharing can reduce ownership of idle equipment and thus manage material usage. To enable a broader transition from ownership to usership, the way we design things and systems needs to change too. Hmm. This is all about the climate apocalypse, which has become a hot-button issue for the Biden administration, which has parroted similar talking points regarding the world's need to push the reset button. Strange. I'm pretty sure we use that term. Reset. Well, the FBI deemed that uh, conspiracy theorist talk, very dangerous conspiracy theorist extremist talk. Oh, yeah, right, right. The word reset, which has uh, anti-Semitic connotations. Hmm. What do you say to those families that say, listen, we can't afford to pay 485 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. The CNN news host asked Dees, whoever Dees is. What we heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm, Deese responded. Big League Politics has reported on Biden outright saying that a new world order is his major public policy goal, and many of his statements line up with the World Economic Forum's plan for 2030. Strange how these politicians' plans just happen to line up with the 2030 agenda from the UN and the World Economic Forum, the people who have absolutely no power whatsoever. Yeah, so so which is it? Is it Jewish power or is it a conspiracy theory? Mm. I'm getting mis- mixed messages here. 
Well, it's just what conspiracy theory do you want to subscribe to? Well, right. Yeah, it's which which animal farm do you want to sit in? Right, and if you if you want people to be really really upset at a particular group of people, you might want to at some point offer some kind of antidote or solution to their problems. Otherwise, you're just continuing you're continually making people just upset. Yes. But there's the thing is is when it comes to these large groups and organizations and people in power and everything, there isn't a whole lot that can be done to uproot the power from them. Right, not now. So, I I mean, you have to convince a large amount of regular people that this is a problem, and it's incredibly difficult just to get people that you know and trust in your own life who don't see things this way to... To, you know, I mean, even in they in they live, it's the best example. Like the one guy that Rowdy Roddy Piper wants to, for some reason, see things the way he sees them is some black dude he worked with on a construction site, and he had to fight him for eight minutes in an alley to make him put on a pair of fucking sunglasses. Right, the longest fight scene in any movie ever, and over like you remember why John Carpenter wrote that scene like that, right? Because he needed eight minutes in the movie. No, it's because that was it signified the struggle that a person goes through when trying to red pill a normie friend or a family member. Did he use those words? No, red pill a normie friend. No, one of the one oh. of the one of the people who who bought a, a drive jacket said that on a forum post somewhere. He's me. I've never seen that movie. Uh, I, I'll sooner, I watch, I'll sooner watch Titanic I, than I'll watch Drive. I've never watched any of the Ryan Gosling stuff, and I really don't care. I, I tried to be- watch Blade Runner 2049 because I love Blade Runner, I the, love original Blade Blade Runner, Runner the original Blade and Runner. And I got to the part where he has like a simulated girlfriend in his apartment, right. and I said, wow, this is really too effing depressing. I'm going to turn this off. I haven't even watched that much of it. I, I I'm not a big fan, so I know it was Kino and all that was very very beautiful to look at, but I'm a fan of the original. I like my replicants to be dudes. Okay, anyways, because um, <laughs> they were right. Who was that? Who was who was the replicant? Who was the the actress? I don't know. You don't know. I don't uh, you mean you mean Phoebe Cates from? Was it? Uh, no, she was No, it wasn't Phoebe no, Cates. No. It was the. Uh, it was the crazy one. It was Sean Young. Sean, was Sean Young. Young that's right. That's right. Sean Young. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, the the story of her the end of her career was she wanted to be Catwoman and she was living with uh, Tim Burton to try to get that role and then he gave it to Michelle Pfeiffer and she uh, trashed his place and tried to kill him. And that was the last you heard of Sean Young. Wow. But that's a tranny. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, clearly. Whew. Um, <laughs> moving right along. What else we got? We got... 
Anything good left? Um, the oh, Reinhardt. Yes. This this all right. So this whole article headline is just funny, and like you could break this headline down. CT scan reveals secrets of Egyptian mummy's head found in attic. What? Boy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so. A decapitated Egyptian mummy's head discovered in an attic in England has undergone a state-of-the-art CT scan to try and uncover its secrets. The head, which is at least 2,000 years old because they know this, was thought to have been brought to the UK from Egypt as a souvenir in the 19th century and given to the owner in the early 20th century. It was discovered in a glass case during a clear-out after the death of a man in Ramsgate, Kent. So when you guys go to another country mm-hmm. and you stumble across a burial or just some really cool artifacts, is a severed head the first thing that you you guys want to take home as a souvenir? You want to try and weasel through customs? I mean, during Victorian times, though, uh, this kind of stuff was easily brought through because there was no such thing as customs. Right, 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 but but still, I mean, would that be your first choice of souvenir? I'm not in the Victorian hey, era. Hey, kids, no. hey, go go check the suitcase. I got you something. <laughs> you don't live in the Victorian era anymore, Reinhardt. Okay, you know that was. Or are they just going to call this? I'm trying to see if they're if they're going to call this like a racist power move. Oh, well. like was was stealing their history. It doesn't seem that they do. No, no. I was. This was just like some souvenir. They don't really talk Ramsgate about Ramsgate didn't have a museum at the time. The gentleman brought it to us. All right. Mummification was common practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, whatever. The brother got it from mm. a Dr. Coates sometime in the early, mid-20th century. Do not have any more detail than that. Hmm. So, ironically, okay, so mummification was a common practice within ancient Egypt for both commoners and royalty along Although different levels of complexity and accompanying wealth, ironically, the ancient Egyptians believed that a person's mind was held in their heart and had little regard for the brain. Regardless of this, the brain was removed to help the preservation of the individual. Although the traditional accounts state the brain was removed exclusively through the nose, research using CT scans has shown great variability. Ew. Until relatively recently, the historic accounts have been accepted as gospel, but the recent scanning of Egyptian mummies has challenged these ideas. This project is part of a larger aim to preserve the head and allow it to be displayed in conservation-grade packaging for cult, for public viewing. This is weird. Mm. What do you guys think? I mean, this is odd to have. Yeah, it's just really odd. I... <clears throat> I find it interesting. They're performing a CT scan, so it's not like they're. It's not like they found one bone from well, supposedly millions of years ago or whatever, and they're trying to make a bunch of assumptions here. I mean, sure. it's kind of cool. Well, with a, with a CT scan, what? Are, okay, so they obviously know the brain was removed. So, what are you going to find in a CT scan on an empty skull? What are you looking for with your special CT scan? I mean, in that case, well, they even say that they're trying to build a 3D model. Okay. Of what this person would have looked like. Okay. 
I mean, so I'd say, I mean, legitimately, if you're going to try and do this, which I think is kind of cool and not, and if they're not going to BS it, right. If they're not going to sure. lie and try and say, this is a black person or, or, you know, this is non-binary or whatever, um, then it's cool. I, you know, um, sure, man, I, I was, uh, unless there's any obvious physical trauma, I don't see how they can determine a cause of death, especially just from a severed head. But I was thinking about the story that I saw last week, and basically trans activists are trying to encourage anthropologists not to classify skeletons that they discover as male and female. <laughs> because that's the final frontier. Like, uh, you know, if you can't, if you, you know, if you can't look if an anthropologist can't look at a skeleton and they're too scared to actually define whether it was a male or female, then really they've destroyed any possibility of it being a reputable science. Oh, I had my mic on mute. Yeah. That's pretty, uh, that's actually pretty funny. Uh, well, because what's going to happen is, you know, you know, the meme, right? Where they, uh, the person dies and uh, they, you know, it was a it was a boy, and then it was a girl, and then it dies, and then they they dig up the bones, and they're like, oh, this is a boy. Yeah. Well, I don't, how are they? I'm with Vikings. How are they gonna? How are they gonna do that? How are they gonna do that? I mean, because the bones are what tells you what's your male or female. You can't tell them they're trans. Fucking trannies are weird. Well, I mean, ac- according to archaeologists now, the Vikings they they have found trans bodies. And evidence that the Vikings had. You mean like a woman dressed like a man, like a, a female dressed in, in like a man's armor or something. A strong female dressed as a man. Okay. They're literally taking a big boned female, right. Nordic stock female boned skeleton, and, female. Right, and, right. and just saying, "Nope, that's a man. That was a trainee." I mean, well, yeah. They're gonna. I mean, they're gonna do it. I mean, they're gonna do it anyway. You know, we're not stopping them. I mean, they're they're the ones entering that field, right? Yeah, right. I, I, or or the the uh, the 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 more and more of the ones that are getting mind mind effed by this attack on our biological sex identity. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know it's not a career, right? right. They know you barely. You barely can scratch out a living doing it. Yep. Yeah. Even if you write papers and stuff. Well, uh, what else do we have? What else do we have? We have one more space story. One more space story. Oh, cool. We have, is that the moon one or is that the, which one? No, one, the the homophobic telescope. Oh yes, the homophobic telescope. Uh, James Webb peers into Trappist One, a star system full of Earth-like planets. Oh wow! James Webb Space Telescope has started peering at the most tantalizing candidates for life elsewhere in the universe, a group of exoplanets in the star system known as Trappist One. You guys ever heard of Trappist 1? Is there Trappist 2? Traps are gay. Traps are gay. 
Uh, it means in the coming years, astronomers can expect a wealth of data from a group of planets outside of our solar system that will help answer the age-old question, are we alone in the universe? Oh, we're going to find out if there's alliums on other planets. But don't forget, TRAPPIST-1 is a red dwarf star located around 12 parsecs, 39 light years from our sun, and has interested astronomers ever since it was discovered in 2017. Because TRAPPIST-1 was found to have at least seven rocky exoplanets, planets that exist outside the solar system, orbiting it with sizes and masses similar to that of Earth. What's more, initial observations suggested that some of the planets might have some temperatures low enough to hypothetically support the presence of liquid water. There are other planets that are terrestrial or temperate, or both, but they're usually too far or around a star that is too big to really allow us to study them. Julian DeWitt, associate producer, or excuse me, producer, a professor in the Earth Atmospheric and Planetary Sciences Department at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and part of the team that discovered the TRAPPIST system. So, I mean, I think you were correct when you said producer. Yeah, producer of this, <laughs> this this propaganda. See, so these are the only windows that we have into possibly the atmosphere or other terrestrial inhabitable planets, and that's what's really special about them. See, just like the solar flares, they've been doing this for 20 years, saying that they right. found systems that that were very similar to Earth. Right. Well, I mean, and of course, of course, in order to study these things, you need a really big telescope that's really far from Earth that you can monitor for hours or days if required. It requires it operates on a large wavelength, uh, especially in the infrared spectrum, because that's where the molecular spectroscopic features that we're searching for are located. And guess what? The James Webb is exactly what I'm talking about. I misread that at first. It's like the James Woods Space Telescope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> James Woods. <laughs> But uh, I started thinking about Videodrome. Ooh, yeah. Oh man, that was a good. Uh, that was that was a good indictment on media culture movie. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. So, I don't believe. Okay, so the web astronomers will ascertain whether the Trappist planets do indeed have an atmosphere. A huge development in itself. Second work will begin to find out what. Each of these atmospheres is made of a process that DeWitt described as like peeling an onion. Uh, th- uh, like how they compare it to something very basic so that us Grug retards, you know, oh, yeah, Grug understand onion. See, I like this one, this uh, this analogy he gives. What's that? He says, in terms of information content, we're pretty much going from listening to the radio to watching or having television. Wow. What an analogy. Something I can comprehend. <laughs> Something me, Mr. Everyman, can comprehend. Well, he says you need a really very you need a very big telescope that is far from Earth that you can monitor for hours yeah, or days if required and that operates in a wavelength range in the infrared spectrum because it's where all the molecular spectroscopic features that we are searching for are located. I read that. I read that already. In Oh, I'm sorry. I was okay. looking at something in the stream software. That's okay. You don't. It, it, um, it, yeah, but no, it, it's just space gobbledygook. Uh, space is so fake. It really is. This is ridiculous. Okay, has anybody seen the picture of the James Webb Telescope too? That's like right below. Also, this yeah, illustration it, it, looks like something. It it looks like. 
I don't know if any of you guys will get this, but in in a lot of anime, they will a lot of times forego drawing out uh, large set pieces and will instead like monsters or spaceships in some, and will go with just really crappy CGI that takes you out of the moment. That's what this looks like. Hmm. This looks like something from a nineteen nineties. It's like a bad cut science fiction anime. Yeah, it's like a bad cutscene. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this looks really bad. I don't think I like. I don't remember seeing any pictures of this James Webb Space Telescope before it ever went up. Like there was never any. This is a this is a an illustration of it. This isn't even like a photograph of the actual thing. This is a CGI illustration of it. There's no actual well, pictures. That's what they always do, Johnny. Well, no, I know they but, always but, mix in CGI silliness. Yeah, I, I know that. With the quote-unquote real pictures. No, there's no. There's no. But what I'm saying is there are no real pictures. Like the Hubble, there are pictures of the Hubble. You know, what I mean, there's no actual pictures of this thing. I don't believe. I've not seen any. This is one that's gone full CGI, top to bottom. Uh space is fake. Super fake. Super fake. Oh, people see Just check out this comment from this article. People seem to forget that we are not looking at planets and stars as they exist today, but rather what they were like thousands, millions, and even billions of years ago. We may not find evidence of life from that long ago, and maybe it's developed since there. Just like us. Wow. Wow. And then, of course, the, the first one absolutely occurred to me. Yeah, okay, shut up. Did not occur to you. These people are like each like cupping huffs of each other's farts as they're replying to these, these freaking comments. Man, I forgot how fart sniffy comment sections can be. Oh, come on, man. It's been you so didn't, long. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't do that. You no, know. Dude, you know how bad they get, I, man. You know how no, like like a Newsweek comment section. I've, I don't go to those. These are like these are like libtards, like huffing each other's farts and like giving each other alley oops on comments. You know what I mean? It's like they're dunking on nobody, and they're it's just no. It's not the same kind of comment sections. I don't normally come here. That's why. I, I, they're basically floating heads, just all filleting each other. Yeah, I guess. I guess. See, so Grognak just posted to me a couple of pictures of the James Webb Telescope in a warehouse, I'm guessing, in their testing facility. Really? Why can there be no pictures of this thing, even from the ISS? From I mean, I, I understand they have to put it in a capsule, so they say, and shoot it out. Fine. There's no way for this thing to take pictures of itself anywhere in space at all whatsoever. Right. No way. Like you can activate this camera from supposedly light years away. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. But it doesn't have its own like selfie stick. Um, no, we we went over that. The the rover doesn't have a selfie stick, but uh it takes multiple pictures from from different uh positions and then it composites them into Oh, there we go. There we oh, go. Okay. Don't forget the rover did have a selfie stick, and they digitally removed the arm. Well, Remember that's what I'm that? saying. It was like, yeah, the selfie. Yes. It would, they would, it would take pictures from around itself, right, with the selfie stick, and then by using the panoramic views, it would then remove the part of each picture with the stick in it, and then make a composite. Because it had, I guess they do. Okay, so I was wrong. Okay, there is here. It is. 
There's the there's the James Webb. Wow. I mean it it's freaking big. Those lifts in the um those articulating lifts in the back, those go up like forty feet. So oh. it's pretty tall. It's pretty big it's a pretty good sized thing that they made out of purple tinfoil. It looks like it, it's made out of like the things with the purple tinfoil. It looks like they got an extreme close up of like um have you ever like stripped fire alarm wire and it's got like that that jacket, that metal jacket on the oh, inside? Oh yeah. 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 That's the, that's what it is right there. Yeah. Inside you of that. You mean insulator? Like a, no, not insulator. It's a metal okay. it's a metal jacket. It's a um drain. Sometimes they're used as a drain for um like stray voltage. Oh. Yeah, anyway, I, I, it just yeah, it just looks like it, it looks like this, it, like somebody took apart a bunch of toys and some other stuff and threw it together. And I'm glad they could plan for this to you know last through all of the star We're systems sending- and uh, whoa. Yeah, sorry, accidentally clicked on Pelosi again. Oof, that was, ah. scary. That was scary. Sorry about that. Are we wrapping it up? Oh, uh, what time we got? Yeah, we can wrap this up. Thirty-four. Yeah, we can wrap yep. this up. We got uh, we got through we got through the news this week. Wasn't anything really anything huge happening? Um, watch something really big happen tonight or tomorrow morning, and we'll. Be I like, mean, I mean, that. thanks, China. Well, yeah, yeah, thanks, China. Appreciate that. Thank you for. Yeah. You know, damn it. I didn't. I mean, they were they were uh, supposedly they were watching the incoming plane flight on the internet. Right, they yeah. were watching it come in. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so stupid. Keeping it, keeping an oh, eye on it. The theater, the theater has gotten beyond absurd. Oh yeah, but I, I still think it's hilarious that Nancy went and checked on her hundred million dollar insider investment. I thought that was that's just like that's America in a nutshell, right there. The Banana Republic, right there. Somebody say banana. Oosh! Yes. It's time to get out of here. We're going to wrap this up. We will see you this weekend. We have another good one for you. Um, if you haven't checked it out already, go check out last week's episode, Nukes, The Great Nuclear Hoax Part 1, when our buddy Alt Skull came on, and uh, we did some debunking of the nuclear weapons hoax. And um, we're gonna, we, we got some more of that coming up for you this weekend. All right. Yep. We're going to get out of here. We have a Necronormicon for you podcast enjoyers, you live stream enjoyers. Thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you to everybody who donated. Um, do we have a list of the donators? Uh, Negative Zero, Woke Societies, Aether, Paper Moon, who is a, uh, I don't know if they're a new listener, but mm. this is their first time catching us on the live stream. So thank oh, you cool. very much for yes. finding us. Yes, thank you all for donating to the live stream. Um, again, you can donate here at pilled.net or you can get a hold of us in the email and we'll explain to you how you can donate in other ways. We've been shut down on just about everything else, but um, yeah, you can still you can still help us out. We really appreciate any and all donations. They go towards hooking stuff up like our new websites and picking up stuff for us to do content for y'all. All right, we're going to get out of here. We will see you this weekend. Later. Time travel makes you gay. I had sex with several guys over the weekend. 
Becoming Insurrection by The Invisible Committee, The Fourth Circle, Part 2. The metropolis is a terrain of constant low-intensity conflict, in which the taking of Basra, Mogadishu, or Nablus mark points of culmination. For a long time, the city was a place for the military to avoid, or if anything, to besiege. But the metropolis is perfectly compatible with war. Armed conflict is only a moment in its constant reconfiguration. The battles conducted by the great powers resemble a kind of never-ending police campaign in the black holes of the metropolis. Whether in Burkina Faso in the South Bronx, in Kamikazaki, in Chipas, or in Likurnave. No longer undertaken in view of victory or peace, or even the re-establishment of order, such interventions continue a security operation that is always already in progress. War is no longer a distinct event in time, but instead diffracts into a series of micro-operations, both by military and police, to ensure security. The police and the army are evolving in parallel and in lockstep. A criminologist requests that the National Riot Police reorganize itself into small, professionalized, mobile units. The Military Academy, cradle of disciplinary methods, is rethinking its own hierarchical organization. For his infantry battalion, a NATO officer employs a participatory method that involves everyone in the analysis, preparation, execution, and evaluation of an action. The plan is considered and reconsidered for days, right through the training phase and according to the latest intelligence. There is nothing like a group planning for building team cohesion and morale. The armed forces don't simply adapt themselves to the metropolis, they produce it. Thus, since the Battle of Nablus, Israeli soldiers have become interior designers, forced by Palestinian guerrillas to abandon the streets, which had become too dangerous. They learned to advance vertically and horizontally into the heart of the urban architecture, poking holes in walls and ceilings in order to move through them. An officer in the Israeli Defense Force and a graduate in philosophy explains, the enemy interprets space in a traditional classical manner and I do not want to obey this interpretation and fall into his traps. I want to surprise him. This is the essence of war. I need to win. This is why we opted for the methodology of moving through walls, like a worm that eats its way forward. Urban space is more than just the theater of confrontation, it is also the means. This echoes the advice of Blacani, who recommended, in this case, for the party of insurrection, that the future insurgents of Paris take over the houses of the barricaded streets in order to protect their positions, that they should bore holes in the walls to allow passage between houses, break down the ground floor stairwells, and poke holes in the ceilings to defend themselves against potential attackers, rip out the doors and use them to barricade the windows, and turn each floor into a gun turret. The metropolis is not just this urban pileup, this final collision between city and country. It is also a flow of beings and things, a current that runs through fiber optic networks, through the high-speed train lines, satellites, and video surveillance cameras, making sure that this world keeps running straight to its ruin. 
it is a current that would like to drag everything along in its hopeless mobility to mobilize each and every one of us, where information pummels us like some kind of hostile force, where the only thing left to do is run, where it becomes hard to wait, even for the umpteenth subway train. With the proliferation of means of movement and communication, and with the lure of always being elsewhere, we are continuously torn from the here and now. Hop on an inner city or commuter train, pick up a telephone in order to be already gone. Such mobility only ever means uprootedness, isolation, exile. It would be insufferable if it weren't always the mobility of a private space of a portable interior. The private bubble doesn't burst, it floats around. The process of cocooning is not going away, it is merely being put into motion. From a train station, to an office park, to a commercial bank, from one hotel to another, there is everywhere a foreignness, a feeling so banal and so habitual, it becomes the last form of familiarity. Metropolitan excess is this capricious mixing of definite moods, indefinitely recombined. The city centers of the metropolis are not clones of themselves, but offer instead their own auras. We guide from one to the next, selecting this one and rejecting that one, to the tune of a kind of existential shopping trip among different styles of bars, people, designs, playlists, with my mp3 player, I'm the master of my world. To cope with the uniformity of what surrounds us, our only option is to constantly renovate our own interior world. Like a child who constructs the same little house over and over again. Or like Robinson Crusoe reproducing his shopkeeper's universe on a desert island. Yet our desert island is civilization itself. And there are billions of us continually washing up on it. It is precisely due to this architecture of flows that the metropolis is one of the most vulnerable human arrangements that has ever existed. Supple, subtle, but vulnerable. A brutal shutting down of borders to fend off a raging epidemic. A sudden interruption of supply lines. Organized blockades of the axes of communication and the whole facade crumbles, a facade that can no longer mask the scenes of carnage haunting it from morning to night. The world would not be moving so fast if it didn't have to constantly outrun its own collapse. The metropolis aims to shelter itself from inevitable malfunction via its network structure, via its entire technological infrastructure of nodes and connections, its decentralized architecture. The internet is said to be capable of surviving a nuclear attack. Permanent control of the flow of information, people, and products makes the mobility of the metropolis secure, while its tracking systems ensure that no shipping containers get lost, that not a single dollar is stolen in any transaction, that no terrorist ends up on a plane. Thanks to an RFID chip, a biometric passport, a DNA profile. But the metropolis also produces its means of its own destruction, an American security expert explains the defeat in Iraq as a result of the guerrilla's ability to take advantage of new ways of communicating. The U.S. invasion didn't so much import democracy to Iraq, 
as it did cybernetic networks. They brought with them one of the weapons of their own defeat. The proliferation of mobile phones and internet access points gave two guerrillas newfound ways to self-organize and allowed them to become such elusive targets. Every network has its weak points, the nodes that must be undone in order to interrupt circulation, to unwind the web. The last great European electrical blackout proved it. A single incident with a high voltage wire in a good part of the continent was plunged into darkness. In order for something to rise up in the midst of the metropolis and open up other possibilities, the first act must be to interrupt its perpetuum mobile. That is what the Thai rebels understood when they knocked out electrical stations. That is what the French anti-CPE protesters understood in 2006 when they shut down the universities with a view towards shutting down the entire economy. That is what American longshoremen understood when they struck in October 2002 in support of 300 jobs, blocking the main ports on the West Coast for 10 days. The American economy is so dependent on goods coming from Asia that the cost of the blockade was over a billion dollars per day. With 10,000 people, the largest economic power in the world can be brought to its knees. According to certain experts, if the action had lasted another month, it would have produced a recession in the United States and an economic nightmare in Southeast Asia.